Amen? Amen. We want to say uh, congratulations and thank you very much to Chris Cardell, who is our AV guy in East County, who does all the AV there by himself with all volunteers. I want to give him a, a big hand out there. God bless you. Amen. So let's get on our knees and pray. Hopefully I got my podium coming out, my Bible. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Amen. Christmas, Christmas. How many of y'all remember being a little kid and getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning for Christmas? And having all your presents open by 2.05? <laughs> and then being, and then saying, man, I got to wait 365 more days. Well, that's happened a whole lot of times since then. Lord, thank you so much that Christmas is always the best time of the year. It's just simply the bomb. Thank you. Thank you for um, making your presence known all around the world. You can call it a holiday, whatever you want, but the Spirit of God affirms that this is about Jesus. And we thank you for that and pray we can honor you this Christmas season and next year. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's see your Bibles on three. One, two, three. Say word. One more time. One, two, three. Say word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And we want to welcome visitors from out of town. If you're a visitor from out of town, please say amen. God bless you. Welcome from out of town, wherever you are from. Welcome to The Rock. My name is Miles. How you doing, Mr. Smiley Man? How you doing? <laughs> I see a big smile from over here. <laughs> I love Christmas. Oh, by the way, Christmas Eve, um, we, don't, we don't have a dress code here. You can dress any way you want, pretty much. Uh, but Christmas Eve, if you feel like getting dressed up, we're going to be looking good Christmas Eve. So get, <laughs> take a shower before you come, at least. Take a shower before you come. <laughs> there was a guy in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and he was explaining that he's a horrible husband, uh, cheated on his wife, abused his wife, horrible dad, drunk all the time, horrible employee. And then he started to explain that he was that way because of his dad. He said, I saw my dad be a horrible husband, alcoholic, horrible dad, cheated on my mom, beat my mom, and that's why I am the way I am. That's why I do what I do. Ironically, he had a twin brother, never had a drink, was a great dad, had great kids, and was faithful to his wife. And they said, why are you the way you are? He says, because I had a horrible dad who drank, <laughs> beat my mom, cheated my mom, and I got to watch that every day. And I said, I'm never going to do that. They both had the same dad, same experience pretty much. We know children don't have exactly the same experience, but they were in the same home, got to witness the same type of father. But they made two different decisions. Some people come to church, they hear the word, they go to Bible study, they hear prayer, they, they come to church, see people get saved, and nothing happens to them. It's like, I mean, there are going to be people who are going to die, and they go, oh, yeah, I went to the rock for 10 years, and they never changed. And they're not going to be telling God that. They're be telling somebody else that. Because they're not going to go to heaven. Because some people will go to church here for a long time and never get saved. Just because you're in church doesn't make you a Christian. Just like if you live in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. Then, then, then the, you notice how long, how long that laughter kind of lingered? Because some people got it after other people. 
Like some people left right away, and then a few was, oh, yeah, hi, that's funny. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm going to use that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but some people, they, they hear the Bible, and, they, and then there's other people who hear one thing, and their life has changed. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's actually a, it's a part of a work of God, but it's also part of a decision you and I make to t- surrender. We started a series three months ago, a so-called what if. Everybody say what if. What if you really prayed? What if you really read the Bible? What if you really were the Christian the Bible says and not the Christian you think the culture wants? Because as we know, there are all kinds of people in church. There's people in church who are fired up and there are people in church who are straight up phoning. Can I get an amen? amen. And you know who you are. <laughs> you know it. You're, you're playing God. You're playing the system. Right? You know better than the Bible. You know better than God. You know better than everybody else. So you're going to do it your way. And you're wrong. And you watch other people have all these blessings in their life. And you're like, you explain it away because you don't want it to be about your fault. What if you say, you know what, I'm just going to do what God wants. And I want to challenge you as we end this year and go into next year, because next year God has shown us some incredible opportunities that we're going to share with you in January. But he says, you can't do it with the way it is now. I have to be a better pastor, and I want to be a better pastor. I need to be a better dad, husband, brother, son, all that. But we, we all need to be a better church. You need to be a better believer. So today I want to spend praying through the Lord's Prayer. I've been challenging you to pray 15 minutes a day. For real. I mean, for real. To pray 15 minutes a day. Man, that's a long time. Huh? I mean, you watch ESPN three hours tomorrow. And it's the same loop. It's the same... The Chargers won. Okay, how many times can you watch that? I mean, I like to watch it over and over again too, but dang. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm challenging you to pray every day. We had a 90-day 90 90 tithe challenge at the beginning of this year. We, we challenged people to tithe, 10% give, which the Bible teaches us we should because it's his money anyway. To do it for 90 days. And if you weren't satisfied, we'd give you your money back because we know God always blesses us when we're obedient. 1,400 people committed to doing it. Three people asked for their money back. Three. One of them said, I, and one of them said, I don't even need, I, I was blessed. I just want my money back. I mean, it was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that wasn't really the point. But what happened was a lot of people, a lot of people tied 90 days and they said, I did it and stopped. That wasn't the point. The point was that's what it was supposed to do as a lifestyle. For you and for the, for the ministry. That's, God set it up that way. So you can learn to let go. And he gets to fund his ministry at the same time. He's very efficient. My point is, what if you really tied? What if you really were generous? What if you really gave? What if you really prayed? What if you really served? What if you really came to church on time with a Bible? What if you really came with a Bible to church? Think about it. Duh. Novel idea. We read the Bible every week. What if you brought one? I mean, you think about it, because some of y'all don't bring a Bible because you're just lazy. It's right there. It only weighs like three pounds. Yet you have a purse or whatever else you carry that weighs 90 pounds. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying only women. I say whatever else because guys don't do as, as well. What, I mean, what if you just said, Lord, I'm really going to try. I'm going to do what you say. 100%, 100 
100%, your life would be waved. You would be more blessed than you can handle. You would. You would be more blessed than you can handle. Do I have that experience? I have more blessings than I can handle. I have more opportunities I can say yes to. Absolutely. You would. So we're going to pray today. And uh, we're going to spend some time praying the Lord's Prayer to get you kick-started. You have in your notes a form that you can use every single day to pray. And I give it to you every single week. You can use it. It's very simple. We follow an acronym called OSIPA. Everybody say OSIPA. OSIPA is A-W-C-I-P-A. Those are five words. The A is used twice. And the first A, which is the first thing we're supposed to do when we pray, according to the Lord's Prayer, is admire, acknowledge God as being holy. Look what it says in, in uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. It says, Jesus said, in this manner pray. The first thing you do is say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, acknowledge that God is in heaven. Acknowledge that his name is holy. His name means his character and his identity. Acknowledge that he is holy and there is nobody else like him. Why is it so important? Because a lot of times people live under circumstances and not under the grace of God. In other words, you'll walk around going, oh, I got this problem up here. I got this problem. I'm way down. And God says, I am bigger than your problems. So you need to acknowledge every day when you wake up. And I would encourage you, not only when you wake up, I would encourage you to start praying before you open your eyes. Because you wake up, at least my experience is that I wake up before I open my eyes. You ever think about that? So it's, it's like this. You're like. And then you wake up and you go, I'm awake. And then you open your eyes. I'll do it again, slow. because You might have missed it. I'm awake. I need to open my eyes. Or you go, I'm awake. Oh, I hate being away. I want to go back to sleep. And your eyes are closed. And you're on. Oh, and then you open your eyes. What you could do is you can go, I'm awake. Okay, before I open my eyes, God, thank you. I don't know what today brings, but I thank you and praise you that you are holy and that you have everything in your hand and I will trust you the whole day. And before I do anything, I want to acknowledge you. Muchas gracias por su amor en mi vida. Thank you for your, your love in my life. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray and all you're going to do is thank God. You're not going to ask for anything. You're not going to whine anything. You're not going to confess anything. You're not going to think, what about this? What about that? You're not going to pray for anybody. Well, you could thank God for them. But all you're going to do is acknowledge that God is in heaven and in his name and he is holy. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for being God.
Lord, thank you for your love. Muchas gracias por su amor. Thank you for your presence. Muchas gracias por su presencia. Thank you for second chances in our life. And thank you for our church in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing you want to do is you want to thank God, admiration. Very simple. Every time you pray, I can't encourage you. It's not law. It's not a, you have to do it this way. Jesus said, here's a guide. But it's so good to say, Lord, I want to put you first so I can put everything in order before I start asking for stuff. The next part is, next verse, thy kingdom come. Look what it says. Your kingdom or thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, first thing I'm going to do is acknowledge you. Next thing I'm going to do is I want to ask you that you would fulfill your will in my life, not mine. How many of you have a situation in your life right now that you are wanting something to happen and it's not happening? Raise your hand real high. Or something's happening in a way that's not the way you want. Okay, all of us. Guess what? Pray your heart out. But you know how you could save yourself a whole lot of stress and a whole lot of time? Just say, God, may thy will be done. He knows what she's saying, what he's saying, what he did, what they said, what they did. He knows all that. And baby kids over here, she got the little high heels, she got fake hair, here's a weave, she's not even right, he don't know it, I got to tell him. He knows all that garbage. What if you just said, Lord, you know, because he does. Lord, you know, I trust you so much that you don't need me to explain it. I, you don't need me to explain it. And you know what my heart is, but really what my really heart is, God, thy will be done. I mean, there may be somebody you really, really want to marry or date and, and it's kind of working out. God knows if it's God's will, he knows. So, God, you can just look at her or look at a picture and go, God, May thy will be done. Because if, she, if she's not the one, or if he's not the one, or if that's not really her hair, I mean, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with having a weave. I'm just saying, I just need to know. I just got to know. <laughs> but Lord, may thy will be done. So we're going to pray. Look in your notes. Look in your notes. It says in your notes, it says, Yeshua, which is Jesus, may thy will be done in blank. Let it go. I want you to think of the one thing that's burdening you the most and just let it go. Because what stresses people out is trying to make something happen that you don't have the power to make. And especially if it's something God doesn't want you to have, you're wasting your time. God, I want what you want. And just, Lord, we, I pray that thy will would be done in this church that you want. So go ahead and pray for your own life, for thy will to happen.
Lord, I pray we would just cast all our cares and our concerns on you because you care for us and just trust that your plan is best. And that the first thing we ask for in our prayer would be your will, your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Does anybody, did anybody just now when you prayed that feel a release of burden from you? Anybody? Just a few of you? Great, great, great. You can do that every single day. And when you're in the midst of an argument, when you're in the midst of stress, when you're in the midst of something happening that, that you think is unjust, say, God, show me what you want me to do. It's not, it's not about me. May your will be done. God's ways are not our ways. And when we, when we get mad is when we don't get what we want. But it's also because we think what we want is right. God's ways are not your ways. God will do things in your life that you think are straight up wrong and God is right. Because God knows things we don't know. He has resources we don't have. He has a timetable we don't have. He's got a whole lot of time, like forever. <laughs> and you may say, well, I don't have forever because I, I... you can die and he can bring you back to life. That's how much time he has. That's why it's never too late. Next one. Um, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, Jesus said, my bread is to do the will of my Father. We're not necessarily talking about um, Vaughn's bread, Hawaiian bread. Even the Hawaiian bread is the bomb. Y'all know Hawaiian bread? Oh, my goodness. I'll go to Hawaii just for the bread. <laughs> I've been trying to hula for a long time. I just don't have the hips. I, I, I don't have the flexibility. But uh, uh, he's not talking about that kind of bread. You know, he, he said, my bread is to do the will of my father. Every day you need to spiritually feed yourself. Read the Bible. Pray. Acknowledge the presence of God. And the presence of God needs to influence your thoughts and your feelings and your perspective. God is always right here. You just don't acknowledge it. You don't sense it. It's not impacting your life. Lord, every day I want to acknowledge your presence. And I want your presence and your word and my communion, my communion with you, my fellowship with you to feed my soul. So before I wake up and open my eyes, I am like, all right, God, I'm ready. I can, I can take on my day because my day has devils. You know your day has devils. Yes? You know there are spiritual beings called devils, demons that oppose you every day. They are planning and strategizing against you. Against us. Against me. They hate us. They hate all humankind. And you have to say, Lord, I am going to fight them with your strength. So I acknowledge your presence, I acknowledge your love for me, and I want that to feed me. I want that to be my strength, my fuel every day. Look at our notes. Look at our notes. The C is communion. It says, dear Yahweh Elohim, which means Lord God, bless me with your presence and the spiritual what? Strength, wisdom, vision, faith, to faithfully obey you. So ask God to fill you and strengthen you and, and, and spiritually nourish you just for a minute.
Lord, thank you for your presence. And Lord, I pray that you make your presence known to everybody listening today, sometime today, that they would say, I sense the presence of God. And that they would be impacted by your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Verse 12. The I in the acronym OSIPA is intercede to pray for other people. Uh, in the month of March, we are going to do a series on sharing your faith. You should be able to share your testimony in like 30 seconds. Yeah, my name is Miles. I played football since I was 10, played in the NFL, was on cocaine for two years. I was in a crack house, all messed up. Jesus came in my life. I stopped in one day. Got back on my girlfriend, now married, got three kids, grandson, I, and grandson, pastor of a church. And you know Jesus loves you so much because he transformed my life. He could do the same for you. You want to get saved. <laughs> Boom. You should be able to rattle that off, right? You're in bonds getting ready to buy some noodles. And, and, the, and the lady says, you got a coupon. Yeah, I got a coupon. And while you reach your hand a coupon, you can say, hey, lady behind the cashier register, did you know blah, 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 blah. You want to get saved right now. You should be able to do that right like that. Why? Because it's the most important story you know. It's the most important relationship you have. But the devil wants you to think it's not worth anything. It has the power to overcome the devil. Revelation chapter 12 tells us. We're going to do a whole series on it. But by the way, you can't do it. You can't forgive people. Look what it says. It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, God, I want you to forgive me to the same degree and quality that I forgive my brother. I'll say it again. Lord, my brother talked about me on my back. I forgive him a little bit, but I'm going to get him back. So I want you to forgive me the same way I'm going to forgive him. So you can just forgive me a little and then get me back for my sin. Oh, shut up. You don't want that. You want to say, God, thank you for giving me, forgiving me totally, like a valley girl, totally. And so I'm going to forgive him totally. And, I'll, and as you remember my sin no more, I'm not going to remember his sin anymore. You need God's forgiveness to do that. How many of y'all have someone in your life you need to forgive? Try it one more time. And, and when we raise our hand, just, just because exercise is really good, just lift your hand up all the way up. Because some of y'all are like, you know, like, uh, like that. How many of y'all have someone to forgive? Oh, look, everyone look around the room. Look around the room. Okay, can I say something? Keep your hands up, please. Can I say something? A lot of y'all need to forgive them for something that you did. In other words, and wait, wait, wait. What I mean by that is that, what I mean by that is that you think they're the wrong one when in fact you're the wrong one. How many of y'all, you know you're the person that you need to be forgiven? Look, no one's hand changed. Everyone's saying that. Yeah, me too. It's, it's both. Okay? If you can't forgive them, how are you to expect to be forgiven? Because what you're telling God is, God, love me, but I'm not going to love them. Forgive me. And God said, no, no, I want you to pray. Forgive me in the same way. I want you to pray that. As Jesus is telling us, I want you to pray that. Now, you may be saying, I mean, you don't know what they did. You want me to forgive them like I, God forgave me. And, and yet, some people, when they talk, they got to do this. <laughs> they, and, and you don't know what they said. And you don't, you don't know what I did for her and how, how good I was. Her. And God's like, I don't care about none of that. Because your sin killed my son. 
okay. And when you forgive, it's not a but to it. I forgive them, but if they do it again, nope, just, <laughs> just forgive. So I want you to think of the person you want to forgive, and I want you to ask God to bless them, and I want you to say, God, forgive me for all, all my junk towards them, my feelings, my this, my that, and, and ask God to forgive you, and I want you to extend forgiveness to them. Some of you have some deep pains from a long time ago, and it's hard. Forgiveness does not mean you approve of what they did. It means that you no longer hold them responsible to heal you. So I let it go. It was wrong. I don't want to be around them anymore. I'm hurt, but I forgive. I let it go, and I'm just going to go to God. Lord, we ask you to forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for our resentment, our bitterness, our gossip. Go ahead and ask God to forgive you. And extend forgiveness to somebody else. Lord, forgive us for not being faithful to read the Bible. Forgive us for not being faithful to pray every day and talk to you. Forgive us for not being faithful to give financially, faithfully. Forgive us for not being faithful to serve. Forgive us for taking for you for granted. Forgive us for not telling our friends about you and our enemies, those who don't like us. Lord, forgive me that I have enemies. It's one thing for people not to like me. It's another thing for me to consider them an enemy in my heart. Forgive me for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And by the way, I was praying that for us. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Next one. Do not lead us into temptation. Verse 13. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. How many of you would say you have or are... um, have an habitual sin in your life that's almost like you're in bondage to it. Now, it could be something like pornography, drugs, whatever. It could be uh, low self-esteem, just you're always beating yourself up, always critical of yourself, always critical of other people. You gossip. You have, you're always doubting God. You just have some habitual junk in your life that you would love to get rid of one day. I, I was asking my wife years ago, I said, Debbie, do you think I'm ADD? And my wife looks at me like, yeah. And I, I was half joking, but not really. And then I, I, I eventually went to a doctor, and the doctor said, you have AD, or ADHD, same, same thing, AD, AD, ADHD. And I was like, for reals? He goes, yes. And here's a, da, da, da. I was like, like, took a four-hour test. And my wife's like, you didn't have to need a four-hour test. I could have told you that for free. <laughs> there are some things about that ADD that I like. And there are some things about it that I don't like. How many of you have something about yourself you just don't like? Keep your hand up real high. Look around the room. You're not alone. Now, I don't know if there's anybody here who loves everything about yourself. Just, just I'm curious. Anybody just love everything about yourself? <laughs> everything. Okay. Even, even the smells that come out of your body, everything, everything, words come out of your mouth. I mean, real, everything? <laughs> come on now. Uh, uh, 
When, if you say this, that there is, there's something about myself that I don't like, when some, everybody you know doesn't like that either. I shouldn't say everybody, but there's people in your life who don't like that either. And there's other things they don't like that you don't really realize you have that not likable. And so when people agree with you and they say, you know, you're this, and they're just really agreeing with you, don't get mad at them. Say thanks. But I don't want to keep it that way. Lord, I want to change. Do you know you can change? Do you know that God can change you? Yes? Yes? And do you know that you should not determine how far God can change you? Do you know that some that believers think, well, I'm always going to sin, so there you go. Don't say that. If, I, if that was my attitude, I'd still be doing cocaine. And I wouldn't be the pastor of the rock. There'd be no rock, at least, that I started. If we started, I would still be on drugs. I wouldn't be married. If I would have said, I just have to do cocaine because I'm a sinner, so I might as well just keep going. Or I have to keep smoking weed. Or I have to keep doing all the other things I stopped doing. God can break the chain. He can break those chains in your life. Amen. So we're going to pray, and I just want you to pray for one thing. Dear God, deliver me from this evil. Deliver me from this evil. Dear Lord, we, we pray. You have given us all authority in heaven and earth. We pray that we can be set free from the bondage that we're in, the thought processes, the addictions we have that don't honor you, the things we keep saying that don't honor you. Deliver, deliver us from that. And, Lord, we're already delivered. Help us to understand the deliverance we already have. Just take a minute and ask God to set you free from the evil one. Lord, I pray you set people free from fear. I feel like people are struggling with fear of something. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but of sonship. That cries out, Abba, Father, you are our daddy. I pray you set us free. Help us to understand the freedom that we have and stop believing in the lies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, one more time. I'm sorry. Let's bow our heads and pray. I forgot one thing. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, there are people here who are sick. There are people here who have uh, injuries, disease, something hurt with their leg, their arm. If, I want to pray that God would heal you. And if you have something wrong with you that you want God to heal and that I can pray for you, just raise your hand up real high. Or someone that you even know who's been struggling, just raise your hand, hand up real high. And keep your hand up just for a second. Just keep your hand up while I pray for you. Lord, I... Command in Jesus' name, it's not my commandment, it's Jesus' commandment, in Jesus' name, with all authority, I rebuke any illness, disease, injury, Lord, cancer, in Jesus' name. We, we claim healing, we ask for healing, and Lord, in your time, you do it. It's not our authority, your authority, but we speak it 
command it to be gone in Jesus' name. And we thank you for being good to us. We thank you for being a healer. And Lord, may thy will be done. You can put your hands down. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you have an injury or something you can touch, feel, move, look at, to see if God healed it, just do that and let us know by raising your hand. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you feel like, man, God healed my wrist. He healed my finger. God bless you. Just raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. If you're feeling going, wait a minute, is it really true? Yes, it's true. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless all of you. We see you all over the room. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your goodness and for all the healings all day long in all the campuses. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand for that. Amen. <laughs> Two things about that healing. One, if you prayed for somebody while I was praying, I want you to call them after the service and see if they got healed. Number two, if you think, well, do people get healed really that easy? It's, it's, God doesn't need any effort. He just needs us to trust him to ask. I have no power or authority. And when I say command, Jesus in the Bible doesn't ask for stuff. He just commands it to be gone. So we just do what he says. So just to understand that, we're going to do a whole series on praying for people to be healed. And it's probably going to be two or three weeks or two weeks probably. And 99% of the teaching is just going to be to help encourage you to believe it's possible. And the other 1% is just going to give you the words to say, be healed. Because <laughs> it's... I have come to learn and believe it's just that simple and it happens, just happens. If you raise your hand, if God touched your body or whatever he touched, uh, please tell as many people as you can, Jesus healed me. And here's what he did. Amen? It's only fair. Give him all the credit. Last one. It says, verse 13, do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Then it says, for yours is the kingdom and power and glory forever. Amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come out here as we pray for this last one. Uh, God gets all the glory forever. Everyone say for. E-V-A. Ever. It's him. You know, isn't it, isn't it so good that God is God and he's not applying for the job. Can I get amen? And isn't it so good that nobody sitting in this room is God? Look at the person next to you and say, I'm so glad you're not God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> How many of you in here have someone in your life that they think they're God every now and then? Mm -hmm. You ain't God. You ain't God. In the beginning we said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's all about God. So here's what we're going to do. Pastor Mark, he's going to lead us in a song because that's his gift and it is not mine. <laughs> I sing from the heart, as he will tell you, but it's not good for the ear. Yes, um, uh, yes, we're going to ask all the campuses about it. We're going to do this, all the campuses together. We're going to sing a cappella, which, what does that even mean? No music? Just voices? He says, yeah, just, just let me take over right now. <laughs> go ahead, man, go ahead. We're ready, we're ready, we're ready. Isn't this guy a blessing? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Can we stand together as we sing this? Uh, we've sung it here several times, and those at the campuses and microsites. And if you want to just close your eyes and lift your hands, we'll, I'll just lead us in the word. So, Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. 
From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you. From my heart to the heavens. From my heart to the heavens. Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. Lord, we thank you that it is all about you. And we thank you that you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our adoration, you are worthy of our service, you are worthy of our entire life. And Lord, I pray for our church. I pray we would think about our relationship with you and how well we do in that relationship. How faithful we are, how honest are we? How diligent do we obey? We need to obey you better. We need to press on, as Paul said, pressing on with all his heart. And I pray we would do that in our service. I pray we would do that in our attendance. I pray we would do that in our reading, in our prayer, our witnessing, our giving, <clears throat> in every area of our life. I pray we would seek fulfillment in our relationship with Jesus in all things. That thy will would be done in our life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before the campuses go, I just want to say a couple words to the, all the churches. We're getting ready to take our offering. And I mentioned in the beginning of the service that we had a 90-day tithe challenge and people tithe for 90 days and stop. Tithing is a command from God to do all the time. Offerings are giving over and above that. God teaches us many things to giving, one, to let go, two, not to hold on to things that burn. Three, it's a way of him funding and taking care of his people. He set up in, always in the Old Testament that way and New Testament. As we get to the end of the year, because we have tax issues, a lot of people wait to the end of the year to get their write-off and that's an added incentive even though that's not good for a yearly budget. But we want to encourage you as you give, as, you, as we take our offering here in a minute on all the campuses, um, that you give. That you give what the Bible says. And some of you have been given the gift of giving where you give over and above abundantly. Please do that. That will really help us do what we are called to do and what we're trying to do. Don't ever assume there's a lot of people that don't need me. It's not really about needing you. It's about you being obedient and, and God being able to take new ground from the devil. There's always more we can do with the kingdom of God to build, to stretch the kingdom of God and advance the kingdom of God. 
So as we pray for our offering in all the campuses, I want you to keep that in mind. And I want you to be blessed. God is going to bless you. Your giving is between you and God. And when you are faithful to God, he is faithful to you. When you are faithful to God, he is faithful to you. And I've been tired of this since I got saved 30 years. God is faithful. Ridiculously faithful. He has resources and contacts you never have. You do not know of. And a lot of you are looking for jobs. You're looking for the right job, right career, right this. Get your, as far as finance, get it right with God first. And everything else will take care of itself. You can give online here. You can text to give here at the church. If you're watching online, you can give right there on your screen. Uh, but please remember this end of the year season as we go into close out our year and try to meet our budget and get ready for next year. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for the ability to give. Thank you so much. And I pray you bless the offering. I pray you bless the tithes. I pray you bless the givers that you abundantly pour out your blessing on their life for what they're going to give today in all the campuses, and all the people online, and here in Point Loma. Thank you, God, for being good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things before you go. One, the, the giving boxes are at the exits, and every service we have our pastoral support team here. They want to pray for you for whatever you need prayer for. Amen.